It's the oh, the terrible twosome today, Richie, just me and you. Uh, yes. Alex was otherwise engaged. I'm not sure. He didn't say what he was doing, did he, actually? Uh, he no, just he said he just said he was not available. <clears throat> so we obviously didn't book him in time or pay him enough money, one of the two. Um, so I'll, I'll blame you for that. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so shall we do a usual format, I think? We'll talk about Solihull. Then have a look. There's obviously there's a little bit of news about, but nothing overly exciting. Um, we'll have a gander at the Vanarama. We'll preview Solihull, uh, and then I'll get your take on who's sort of. I've just put a a vote out actually on Twitter and on Facebook for sort of the player of the season so far because we're at the halfway point now for us in terms of fixtures, aren't we? We've played twenty three. Yeah. Well, league games anyway. So um, I'll just be interested to see who you think has been the sort of outstanding player of the uh, season so far, if you can pick one. Um, yeah, I'll try. So, yeah. <laughs> so start to give, if you didn't already know, just start to ponder that and see, uh, let that play around in your head and see who you fancy. So let's go to Solihull then. Not a result I was expecting. However, to give you some credit, in our little chat, you said 5-1 Wrexham. So you obviously knew something the rest of us didn't. Yeah, I just I woke up Boxing Day morning and uh, we always have a conversation and so what the score was or whatever. So the wife goes, Oh, I think two one and I went, Nah, it's a five one. She said, What? I said, <clears throat> it's the same feeling as when I woke up against Salford a couple of years ago. And I we remember absolutely it. wiped them off the floor. And I yeah. just thought, Do you know what? Everyone's thinking it's gonna be cagey and that whatever. Yeah. I think we're gonna blow them away. I really do. Um whether it's because we've had a bit of an extended break league wise, I'm not sure. Um, but I just felt they're going to be on the money, like, and even at half time, still, <clears throat> yeah, everyone was a bit like, oh, I said, no, don't worry. And then it started twitching in towards the end, and then thinking, oh my God, I need them to score here. But um, didn't, it didn't happen, but never know. Maybe I'll get Mondays right. Let's see. Yeah, don't spoil that surprise yet. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I think so. I think I was thinking if you think about the scores that we put in our little chat, I think Alex said one all, I said two one. So I thought we'd edge it because we were at home. But like you said, I thought it was going to be cagey. Um, yeah. Uh, the only thing I did say, I said to my other half, I said, don't be surprised um, if the first half is a bit like the Scunthorpe game, a bit disjointed. Uh, not quite fluid, you know. I said that you know they haven't played together for a couple of weeks. There'll be a bit of rust there. Um, and it was a little bit like that, I thought. I don't, you know, it wasn't yeah. very, it wasn't sort of fluid or anything. Um, and like you said, you know, was it one 0 at half time, wasn't it? Because Palmer scored yeah. just on the, just on the, uh, just on the stroke of it, really. Um, when we we kind of finally realised that if we pressed them, they couldn't cope at the back, couldn't they? That was their weakness. No. They've got three what I would call old fashioned centre halves. If you think Keller wasn't really a ball playing defender when we had him, was he? You know, he was no. a proper. You know, strong centre half, like like what they used to have when was it Tim Flowers was there, and they were just a yeah. horrible, horrible strong side. But Ardley's trying to change that, and I think we've we've 
this is their problem this season. We've caught them in transition, haven't we? Because they're they're neither that big strong side now or the a, a really gifted technical side. Um, so, yeah, I, that was the only thing I said was I thought it would be scrappy for the first sort of I think I said twenty minutes to her, um, and it was probably more more of that. Um, but yeah, you know, there's no way I thought we'd walk away from that with a five nil. Now, granted, to be fair, Store has been sent off. He should have been sent off, anyway. I mean, he committed about sixteen fouls. I don't know if you noticed. It was about sixteen yeah, he fouls did. he committed. Um, uh, but the tackle was not clever. I don't know if you've uh, if you've seen the highlights back or anything, or whether you saw it properly at the time, because I couldn't tell. I was so far away, but it was a stupid tackle, really. Yeah, you tend to look at the players' reactions, don't you? And 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 you can sort of see that their lads knew he was in trouble as well. I think because yeah. they all got on the referee quite quickly. Um, but yeah, well, it, I haven't seen it back. I mean, I've seen the goals, obviously not the tackle. But to me, they they've tried to match us up, which. If you're not used to playing three five two, it's like us if we went to four four two now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's you wouldn't know your roles and stuff. No, and that was I remember with us doing it at York away, and it didn't work. People were lost or the diamond and that. We have done it before, but we just don't look the same team when we do it. And I think Solly will come there, but I always describe them as the old Wimbledon team. They just come to spoil it, didn't they? Yes. Um, yeah, but, yeah. And do you know what? They're actually a better team than that. Well, they were last year. Yeah, I felt they were a better footballing team than what they were because last year they played really well at our place. Um, but yeah, they just didn't they didn't seem with it. Whether that sort of squad has took its toll now and it's gone as far as it can go, it needs sort of maybe ripping up and starting again. But they were they were poor. I mean, for a good great for us, you know, it didn't cause us too many problems. I didn't think. Um, but maybe it just shows how much that extra level our players have kicked on. Yeah, I tell you. Well, to be fair, they did they did a lot of change in the summer, and it was really interesting pre-match because obviously the um, the sort of word came that uh, uh, Sparrow wasn't playing, so yeah. that was a bit of a. I thought that was a bit of a boost, just because <clears throat> not because he is some world beater, but he just seems to be a pain for us. He always seems to crop up against us. I think I'm sure he scored four or five goals against us. Um, in total, so he just seemed to be a, a needle in our side, um, and then obviously you see that they, you know they haven't got enough fit players to fill the bench. They had four yeah. four subs, didn't they? So they and so they're clearly in a bit of a you know in a in a tough spot. Um, and it's it's weird game because like they never I apart from that Andrew Dallas run in the first what was that been in the first five minutes or something but Mendy had yeah. to track him all the way back he did really well actually not to panic Mendy yeah uh, on that apart from that I don't remember him causing us any trouble memory my memory might be doing me a disservice here but I don't remember them causing us any trouble really do you no I think even in um, in Parky's interview after the game as well he sort of said the back three and Howard. It was just a professional performance. They weren't stretched, no. but they had to concentrate, keep the keep their eye on the game, and uh, <clears throat> and just make sure we didn't concede. Really, which I think if we were still there now, I don't think they would have conceded. No, they made made very little. I was really, I mean, I don't know. Could, I was going to say I was disappointed with Dallas and Kelly because they're obviously quite big names. Kelly, obviously, they brought in this summer, didn't they? Um, yeah. But I guess it's not necessarily their fault if you're not getting the ball in the, you know, in and around the 18-yard box. You, you you can't do much more when you're a that type of forward, can you? You know, a poacher. Because um, Dallas is one of the people that I always think he would, you know, he's the one I'd like. If we were going to put a cherry on our squad cake at the moment, Dallas is the one I, I think I would take 
um, from Solihull. Um, but yeah, and, and to be fair, Boot played okay. And it made, who was the one to save from that he say tipped it onto the bar? Uh, was it Mullin? It was Mullin's shot, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? he? Tipped it yeah. onto. He actually gets fingertips to that. Um, Boot's a good keeper. If we ever had to replace our number one, Boot would be right up there for me. But yeah, yeah, they, you know, they. I thought they were. Well, we're tempting fate here for uh, uh, Monday, aren't we? But they were. I, you know, for a side that I thought would be really challenging us, they were very average. Yeah, I think. I mean, maybe Sabara makes them tick a bit more. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, fair. I think also now we. I've said it quite a few times that before, really, other podcast. We just we smother teams and don't. Sometimes we go well, see what you've got then, and then it's like after 10 50 minutes, oh, is that all you've got? And then we just go up two levels, up two gears, and we can do that within the space of two phases of play, um, because of the quality, extra quality we've got. But I also think on last year's results, looking at this year, Mendy, Lee, and Ford, it's a massive upgrade to what we had last year. They yeah. really are the three of them players, uh, makes our squad, you know, I. The starting eleven, I couldn't really see a weakness. Okay, let me pick up on something there then. So I don't think I, I think that the uh, Ford is definitely a better all round player than uh, <clears throat> Reese or Johnson. Although yeah. I thought Reese had a good game actually in the uh, cup game against Scunthorpe. Yeah, it was nice to have him back. Um, I think he's a good national league player. I think Ford is a, is definitely a, a a division above that, isn't he? Um, yeah. <clears throat> Mendy definitely is an upgrade on McFadzine going forward. Um, and I think if you look at the goal for Hayden, um, where he, how Mendy created that, McFadzine couldn't have done that. It's not in his no. game to do that. Um, uh, so that's where I think, obviously, we get that better, uh, that better attacking play. But I'm interested in, in you you're saying that, that Lee is an upgrade because in my head, Lee is taking Jordan Davis's position. So yeah, so are we? Are we? Uh, so are we saying that Lee is a better player than Davis, um, or do we just think that they're different types of players? Because uh, for me, he's a better all-round. I I, I I do believe that. I believe he is. I know Jordan gets a lot of love because he's the local lad and the poster boy, if you want. Um, but I think Lee is a better a, a better all-round footballer than Jordan is. Jordan got a lot of goals and assists, but I do think that you know that for me. Lee has just got that little bit of extra, extra X factor in his boots. Yeah, and also he's played further up the ladder, isn't he? You know, he's played in the championship, so yep. he's played with better caliber players. That he, you know, even though we've got good players now than what we have, um, but I just think he's a little bit older, obviously. Yeah, um, and he spots that pass, but the difference is spotting it and executing it—two different things. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Jordan, you know. At the moment, though, if you said to me, Elliot Lee is better, um, yeah. hopefully Jordan comes back from his injury and he regains some of the form that he had previously because he, yeah. was, he was still hit and miss before his injury. But I think that's why we've got a massive upgrade. The three players are just... Everyone said at the start, oh, what, what's he signing him for? Why has he got him? But I think he, his transfer business has been absolutely brilliant. And you just now you're just waiting and just thinking... He'll give Cannon a couple of weeks, yeah, and that could again be another where he plays. I don't know. <laughs> um, I really don't know how he plays, but what a, what a, a trouble, what a, a decisions he's got to make in training 
Yeah. It must be unbelievable playing the you know eleven against eleven, and he's thinking, all right, I'll just swap him for them. I'll put him there, and then you look at the bench, and that was our biggest fall last year, wasn't it? Yeah, he did. We had nothing to change. Well, we had, game, I mean, we had, we? yeah, we had players, just not players he's obviously <clears throat> trusted because you know yeah. he never, he very rarely used them. Jarvis would get five minutes here and there, and obviously, you know, the difference now is that you're not bringing Jarvis on; you're bringing on a. It could be a Cannon, it could be an O'Connor, it could be a Jones. You know, yeah. depending on who he starts, you're bringing on somebody that he trusts. Um, I guess you know. So that is. And they a... played. They played higher up, haven't they? That that's a big difference as well. And they've got fifty odd games in League One, or yeah. they played so many games in the Championship, and that must count for something because I think that's where it goes on ability as well. But our concentration levels and the ability to spot a pass, you know, and we we. We take team, teams play against us. They come off the pitch and they think, "Oh wow, I've just done ninety-five minutes against Wrexham because they never stop. They go, they go, they're relentless and keep going and keep going." Um, I, I still, I mean, uh, I, I don't. I, I, there's a lot of chat at the moment of people saying, "Oh, what we're going to do in January?" It's always an interesting one that because obviously January doesn't mean anything to us anymore. No. Really, it, it only really means something to us, I guess, if we want to go to an EFL club and they would need to replace whoever we wanted. Yeah. So obviously they would be relying on on the window. But um, I just uh, I, the only the the uh, the only position I think we we could potentially upgrade is just somebody to come in behind um, behind Mullin probably. Um, I don't think that player comes from the EFL personally. <clears throat> it's too it's too high a level to come and sit on our bench. Uh, that's what I personally believe, anyway. So um, I don't know if whether you think the same or what. I'd, I'd like to see Bickerstaff given some more time, given how good he was in the trophy. In the trophy, you know, he had a really good game, really lively. Um, uh, I, I suspect that uh, that squad is done now until there's an injury, um, and I think at that point they would then move. So hopefully they do know who they want if something's going to happen. Um, you know, but uh, I think this this will be the team that we that we go with now. What's your gut feeling? I think we need to get another striker. In. I completely agree with the position wise. Um, yeah. Obviously, Mullins got this. The Parky said about the the problem, didn't the yeah, injury he, problem? Yeah, he's having, he's been. Yeah, he, he's got a niggle of some description. Yeah. Hasn't he? he didn't. He didn't. Obviously, uh, he didn't train for a bit with uh, Hayden and Toza. But I think good point that. I think we've looked at the market now. I think we can see you. There's that many players now coming out of contract, last six months of the contract. What, who would not want to come to Wrexham? I don't think we're going to get... <clears throat> we're not going to get someone at the top of the, the goal-scoring charts in League One. Yeah. I don't think we're looking at yeah. that. Maybe. I think we're looking at maybe a mid, a mid-League a mid Two team who's got a good striker, who knows, who's hungry as well. And you can say to them, listen, these two are the main guys, but if you come on, I'll give you minutes and opportunities. You, you know, here's your chance. You, you've got a two-year or three-year contract because we're not scared of doing that now. Um, we're a million miles from where we were looking at out, out of contract players a couple of years ago, aren't we? Yeah, we're yeah. Scramb- I mean, scrambling around looking for uh, for people. Adi Yusuf but, or somebody like that. Yeah, but I just think I think he knows who, and maybe he does what he know who he wants. And I think that's what, like you're saying, the other team is a bit reluctant, and they're going to say, "Well, we've got to get somebody in to replace him." Numbers wise, yeah. they haven't got the fortunes that we've got. So for them, they've got to obviously one in one out type of basis. But then, could we get somebody in alone? Is another thing. But then... yeah, yeah, wouldn't be against that if that's what, if they want to manage the squad cleverer. Um, and I guess you know, but you're... I think we need one. I think yeah, we need I, agree. I, yeah I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'd forgotten 
the point you made about Parky, talking about Mullin, I don't know what the injury was, but he was one of them that they said was having a few days off over Christmas and um, wasn't in the squad, obviously, for Scunthorpe and was having some sort of, some sort of treatment. That could just be a painkilling injection. It could yeah. be some sort of physiotherapy on a, you know, a, a, a toe or a muscle. So it's hard to know because, obviously, uh, we don't know specifically, obviously, what that is. But like you say, it would be nice... Just to have somebody that if he was, if Mullin, you know, when you've got two games in a week or three games in eight days or something, if you've got somebody who can come in for Mulls and give him a rest, uh, you know, that would really take the burden off him, wouldn't it? Because the last thing we want is to be at the end of the season, that injury to break him down and miss him for three, four weeks. Because then we would be, especially post-March when we can't buy anybody or bring anybody in, that would be a real, you know, Hayden and Leighton type disaster, wouldn't it? Yeah, because we've obviously got all these rearranged games now, I know, and coming to the news and that, but we've got that many games coming up in January yeah. where we are Saturday, Tuesday, near enough all the time. I still think we need that one because yeah, I agree. you've got to yeah, be yeah. sort of proactive because what happens if he does get, you know, touch what he doesn't, but if you've got an injury, they all know now, or they're desperate for a striker, they just put the money up again. So, yeah. you know, you've got yeah. a 200 grand player, he's now going to cost 300, isn't he, or 350. Um, and then we get into the negotiation where the player wants to come, but the club won't let him go. So I think we just need to say, get somebody in through the door. And yeah, maybe it is the biggest that goes back out on loan. Yeah, it won't do him any harm, but he goes a level higher. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sending somebody to a Telford or something like that, whatever. You know, yeah, see I get how, it. He, how he gets on there. Okay, so we sidetracked slightly uh, <laughs> in our oh. excitement at the uh, potential any potential transfers. Um, so, um, in terms of standout player for you in that game against Solihull, who was your pick? See, I picked Elliot Lee. I thought he. I thought I saw more from him in this game. I don't know whether he's getting fitter, playing more games or what, yeah. but he looked more. He, he looked more creative to me in this game than he has before. He was trying some of the little through passes and, um, you know. Uh, and we we created much more from open play. I was worried uh, about us creating from open play, but I think I think all our goals came from open play actually in this game. Um, so that was so he was my. I know Mullins scored the attrick, but it, I just thought for me Lee was the was the was the standout. Who who, who took your eye? Who would have been the one if you had to pick somebody? Um, he did. He did. He he did well. Lee obviously. Mendy obviously got. Yeah. Um. Mullin for me, as much as he got the hat trick as well, it's just his all round play. Um, I don't know if people look up some people and say, oh, yeah, he got hat trick, whatever. It's not just that he got the hat trick, though. You've got to be in the right place at the right time. And he always is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what, you know, sometimes you can't teach that. No. Um, he is just a prolific goal scorer, which obviously we're, we're lucky to have him. But I, I, I would have gone with Mullin. Um, because I, I sound like an old record, keep saying, but Luke Young again, what yeah. did he do wrong? He doesn't do anything wrong. That's uh, what the, uh, it's like, imagine if he gives a pass away and everyone go, I can't believe he's just given a pass away there. What's he done there? Because he doesn't do it, does he? He no. just, he t- keeps <laughs> us ticking over all the time and he must be a manager's dream because he just says, same again this week, same again today, Luke. Because yeah. every single week, he is a consistent performer for us every week. Um, I think- 
what's interesting with Young is that O'Connor is definitely now the man who sits at the front of that, uh, uh, you know, in yeah. that defensive role. And if you, I don't know if you noticed, but there was Young was m- much further forward a lot of the time. He was overlapping the the full the wing backs a lot of the time. Yeah, he was making those bursting runs, which is that the role that I associate him with, really. You know, from when he first came to the club. That's what he used to do, didn't he? Um, He'd come a, a number eight instead of a number four, isn't he? I ag- thing, abs- that's what I would whatever, say. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. And you know, to be fair, as I said to, I've said before, to be fair, he's diligently done that role that he's been asked to do, hasn't he? You know, he's been asked to sit yeah. back a bit deeper. Um, well, we don't know, but he doesn't. You know, there's no noises of him complaining about it. He's just got on with it. Um, but now it looks like that midfield. I'll be interested to see if it's the same again. Obviously, on uh, when we go to Solihull, um, providing O'Connor's fit, because I think that is a is his best position. And the more round pegs you've got in round holes, the better that midfield will function. Yeah, and I think also it might be the fact that he might start getting a few goals. Yeah. Now he's gone. He's he's given that bit more license to go. Um, got to remember that you know some people look at him. Some people go, oh yeah, but it's two defensive midfield players. It's not. We don't, we don't need that. No offense. I think when we, when maybe when we play Notts County, he may say to him, "I'll be a little bit more disciplined." Yeah. But that's months away now. You know, or maybe Coventry. Maybe I don't know. But let's just go. We go at teams, don't we? And we yeah. come at them from that many different angles. Uh, that it just gives us so many options. But yeah, I think you get a couple. You get in the score sheet next couple of weeks. A few more goals. Um, he nearly if, did. If it's the same three, yeah. He nearly. I don't know if you if you recall if you recall. Um, he nearly did the other day. He uh, he skewed one wide, hit it with the yeah. outside of his foot actually, and it uh, um, it just it, it that took it away from the goal too much. Um, but that's a, that again. That's that that's Luke Young to me. Marauding forward, arriving late, <clears throat> twenty five yards out. He used to be you know de- lethal, didn't he? You know he that yeah. would be his food and drink. I know he hit that one this. Was it about the second or third game this season? I forget when it was. He hit that rasper, didn't he, this season to get one um, yeah. early on. And that's more of the Luke Young. And I think it, if we have more of that, again, just another attacking threat from the middle of the park, you know, that's it's just another weapon. Um, and teams can't cope. Late runners into the box, like what he does, it's very hard to defend. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, you know, to be fair, Palmer starts it. Mullin scores three. Hayden gets his tenth of the season, which is bonkers. Not a header this time. Not even from a set piece this time. Um, and I, I just, I, I'm, you, I'm lost for words with Hayden. Really, I don't. Not sure. I've seen. I haven't liked a centre half. Um, it's hard. Necessarily say that. Curtis Tilt was the last real outstanding centre half that I really, really enjoyed watching. He, he used to be brilliant at carrying the ball out. Is you know. Um, and Hayden can do a little bit of that, but his, his goal scoring is just ridiculous. I, I don't, I don't think I've ever known a centre half like this. No, he's he's an intelligent footballer. Um, yeah. That he's got that extra bit of going forward, isn't he? First and foremost, he knows how to defend. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but he is a massive threat in in both boxes, isn't he? Yeah. He, uh, and you know that ball comes in, and you just think now, oh, it's going to. You you're putting favourite to score, wouldn't you? Yeah. The ball's in the air. Yeah, you know, you you, t- you take Palmer and Mullin. Mullin obviously doesn't score as many headers, but when that ball comes over the corners or whatever, or any crosses, you just think he's going to win this. He's going to score. He wouldn't. He wouldn't surprise me if he ended up on fifteen. They definitely target Hayden and not uh, <clears throat> Palmer on set pieces, don't they? Yeah, uh, he's yeah. definitely the one. It's that leap that he's got is obviously, um, you know, 
is obviously the main target in my opinion so uh, yeah what you're saying there is you know is, is right um and i you know i wouldn't be surprised if if they try and tie him down to a new deal soon because obviously uh, i i think it was a three year deal he signed we'll be getting to halfway you know i suspect there'll be other clubs looking at him um and i would hate to lose aaron hayden um yeah you know, I, I think, think- that would be horrible. Yeah, I think he'll he'll be one. Uh, he'll be de- definitely one. He's he's. Uh, I think he's one of the manager's favourites, isn't he? Uh, would appear to be. Yeah, yeah. Would yeah. appear to be. And I, I I wouldn't knock that because he's he may he improves. And we all seen last year in when he when he was absent. We didn't. Uh, no, we, there was a massive hole there, wasn't it? Massive yeah. hole. Yeah, yeah. Um. So other than that, we weren't troubled. Um. And I guess to to uh, steal a bit of uh, uh, something from I guess from the news section, um, we had Young Palmer uh, and Joe. I think it was James Jones as well, who were all potentially if they'd have got booked in this game, yeah, would have got would have got a one match suspension <clears throat> for what we I, what I know it as totting up uh, for getting the fifth yeah. yellow card. But because they all avoided the yellow cards in this game. Um, the next uh, limit now is ten yellow cards before a suspension. So uh, that was that's another thing that you know Parky talked about it. They were aware of it. Um, the, some of them have been on it for a few games, um, and they've been having to manage that sort of uh, that discipline, if you like. Um, so that's a good thing because you know you, you you don't want to be in this little run we've got coming up now. Um, we don't want to be missing a you know some of those key players. No, Palmer's had it for about five games, I think. I believe it uh, was like saying. something like that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I think also with him, though, his attitude, his mindset was different again. He's, his, his mindset's changed the last few weeks, I think, because when he's not at it, he's more likely to get booked. Yeah. When he, if that makes sense. But when he's at it, he, he, you know, he's like a real, bit of a Rolls Royce for us. He, he holds it up, he brings people into play, he makes them runs, and they just couldn't cope with him again on, uh, on Boxing Day. But uh, no, he's done really well. Luke Young again, you know, middle of the park, hardest position, you know, tackles are flying in and that, whatever he's done well. James Jones, obviously, he's obviously got a late appearance. But I just think um, it just shows the mentality, doesn't it, of the players that, you know, as much as we won the hunger to win that, whatever, we've also got the sensible upstairs knowledge to think, well, I can't go diving in here because, yeah. and people can go out as best as they want and say to him, remember, you're only one on, but then that can affect your game sometimes as well, can it? Yeah, yeah, because then you don't put your foot in on a challenge, and the yeah. ball breaks, and they go and score or something. So yeah, um, so yeah, it does. It's uh, it affects affects you more that ways than you think. That uh, just going back to that Stora challenge, Stora wasn't hurt. He was on the floor, hoping that the ref had some sympathy yeah. with him and didn't send him off. But it was interesting <clears> when yeah. I, from the tech end, my eyes aren't good enough. But people around me were saying, "Oh, he's got the red card out already." The ref. But I couldn't see that. But when you watch it back on the um, on the on the highlights, very quickly he has the red card out and he's waiting for oh, Stora yeah. to get up. Yeah. Um, and um, obviously he doesn't. He stays down for as long as he can, milks it, and then obviously he gets the red card anyway. So uh, Stora knew that Stora knew that he'd, uh, you know, he was he was out of control basically, um, and he knew what was coming. So um, that'll be another body for them missing, obviously on uh, yeah. on Monday. Um, and obviously we will wait to we'll, we'll speculate a bit later, I guess. But we'll wait to see if Sparrow is back, because obviously the, the the talk was he had some sort of knock. So whatever that is, 
Um, and it'll be interesting to see whether they can get him back or not, um, because obviously uh, they're going to need bodies, aren't they? If they were already down to four on the bench, um, and now you're missing your captain in the, you know, a key midfielder, they're going to be a bit stretched. And if you think about what we put out against Scunthorpe in the uh, in the trophy, that sort of if you you know we had a three first teamers in it, but predominantly it was all second teamers and youth. You yeah, know, that, squ- that squad that we've got now is. <clears throat> incredible, like you were saying before, it's incredible, really, isn't it? When you think about the players that we've got that can't get into our team. Yeah, you look at them and you just think, do you know what? All right, if you listen, we don't want obviously anybody injured long term or out for a few weeks. But you look at them, you just think, oh, do you know what? He could slot in from there. He could slot in for him. He could slot in for, and you go that from the goalkeepers. You know, yeah. just 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 the front two, like we said, isn't it? Where you think, oh, you just need that extra little bit of quality. But midfield wise. Wing backs wise, even yeah. the centre backs wise now as well. You just think, you know, one for one if needed, we could cover that quite comfortably. Yeah, it's 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 fright. It should be frightening, really, um, for the rest of the league. And you know, the talk is that a lot of people say not county squad is not as deep as ours. So once those games come thick and fast, and they start to pick up injuries and suspensions, you know, that's when they'll start to feel it. Um, and obviously, we'll, we, it remains to be seen what happens, I guess, in the January transfer window, whether they do lose any players. I notice um, <clears throat> Shimanga was rumoured to be going to Stockport, but they've taken another striker. I think he was from Gillingham. Um, uh, so that, you know, is it Birmingham or bust for Shimanga? Um, if he goes, can Chesterfield find somebody? Does they need anybody? Because he's obviously not played that much. Um, you know, no. does Langstaff get taken? Um Obviously, um, Rodriguez, his contract is up in the summer. Uh, they, they, that was an, that Dots County is an interesting one with that that balance sheet that they. I don't know if you did you see that balance yeah. sheet. I mean, that was yeah. horrible. You know, the 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 people they owe money to in the next twelve months is fourteen million quid. You know, it'd be hard for them to turn down some money for Rodriguez. You know, to, you know, it'd be very hard to turn that down rather than lose him on a free if he is going to go on a free to somebody. So. I think uh, it's going to be an interesting... This next month is going to tell us a lot. Yeah, I think um, the, Middlesbrough was the one, wasn't it, with Langstaff? And he's obviously from that neck of the woods. I heard that, uh, yeah. I heard that the other day as well. Obviously, Cardiff got a transfer in Bargo at the moment. So that sort of ruled them out. Um, but I could see the Middlesbrough one coming off. But um, I think Middlesbrough Rodriguez... had a new manager, haven't they? Who's the, uh, who yeah. went in there? I can't remember who it was. Michael Carrick. Oh, it is. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> right. So yeah. So he's gone there. So I think obviously they've been scouting him for probably the last couple of months. I think Rodriguez had just come to us, really. I do, and that's not. <laughs> I put out on Twitter, and that's not to derail them. I just like him as a footballer. Yeah, I think that's it's fair just, It's another option which we we haven't got that. He's 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 different to Elliot Lee, um, Andy Cannon. He's not different to Mullin as well. He's just something. He's got a bit of pace. He's got a bit of creativity, uh, a little bit more flair, which, you know, come we play some of these teams, especially the away games, we're looking at them and that. The likes of me and Ed and Gateshead, he can win you a penalty, if that makes sense, by yeah. a bit of trickery in the box. Yeah. Um, and I just think, I think if we made an offer to him, I don't think he could turn it down, to be honest. Right, a couple of, a couple of things then uh, to touch on with that. So, uh, just going back to Shimanga, 
uh, a Stockport fan was speculating, saying he'd asked for eight thousand a week to go to Stockport. He'd asked, so that's why <laughs> that's why they said they said that's why they didn't take him. Um, I was just looking where Middlesbrough were because um, I've got a friend actually who's a Middlesbrough fan, and uh, they fired their previous manager. They were, I think, they were bottom third of the table. I've just looked now; they're sixth in the table. So. Yeah. You know, that would be very hard for Langstaff to turn down, wouldn't it? You know, going to the championship <clears throat> and to a team that's, yeah. that's fighting for promotion um, or for a playoff spot. Um, that would be, a, I guess, you know, if they are after him, I suspect they'd have a million quid or whatever it would cost to buy him. Um, yeah. That would be, and they, I'm sure they could afford to pay his wages. Uh, that would be a hard move for him to turn, you know, as opposed to like a League Two club coming for him. I think yeah. that, that might be a bit easier to turn down than a championship club, in my opinion. What do you think? I think anyone in the top 10 of the championship, he doesn't turn down. No. Because, you know, as a footballer, he wants to play at the highest level. And I'm not saying Middlesbrough are going to get promoted, but he's got a far better chance of going to Middlesbrough and playing in the Premier League than if he went to someone in League One, isn't he? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think he's better than League Two, if I'm honest. Yeah. You're not gonna, and you're not going to get the money, are they? Notts County will never get the money. Uh, that they're hoping for for that, um, but like you say, with that balance sheet, they'll need some money coming in from somewhere. Yeah, that's you know, that's 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 big money. Um, and then the um, the the I guess bit we'll we'll go on to the news in a minute. We'll um, but just that that Joe Sparrow rumor. So um, I I <clears throat> I I read it on Facebook. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know you knew about it. I don't know yeah. where, you, where you'd heard that. So there was this, what should we call it, talk of a, of Joe Sparrow again coming to Wrexham. Now, we, we were heavily linked with him in the summer, weren't we? Um, yeah. And I thought, really, the Elliot Lee deal probably killed that. Now, whether we got Lee because we couldn't get Sparrow or what way round it happened, I don't know. Um, but that that when I heard it the other day in, in our chat, I said that it didn't make sense to me, not because I don't want Spar or anything, just because positionally it, it didn't seem to fit the jigsaw, if you like, you know, I thought if, like we were saying before, if we we're going to do anything, it'd be a center forward. Um, yeah. But what was your thoughts when you sort of heard it or where you read it or, or whatever? Uh, like you, I seen it on Facebook and then seen obviously the comments and that, whatever. Yeah. But unless somebody's going. Yeah. Then I don't, it's a no go for me. Um, it's the one area of the field where we've got an array of talent. We've got an array of players. We don't need. Uh, we'd have to have an injury, wouldn't we? Like a Jordan, another Jordan Davis injury, for him yeah. to come in. Because I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we've got to give people. For, people forget about Cannon. I know it sounds daft, but he's only made that bit part appearance against Scunthorpe. He's got to get up to speed, and then when he gets up to speed. We've seen what he was like last year for Stockport, you know. Yeah. He's a good ball, good lad on the ball and he runs games. So we'll probably see the better end of him. The end of January, going into February, we'll see a, a good Andy Cannon. Yeah. I don't see where Sabara fits in, to be honest. No, I agree. I, I agree. And I think, like, with Cannon coming in, if you needed to, obviously Lee can play behind the front two. And then if you needed to, Luke Young could play there. Um, yeah. I, I think Cannon plays just a little bit deeper, but he could probably do a job there. He's technically good enough. So that's why that's why I said, for me, uh, but you made a good point there, uh, you know, unless there is a deal there for somebody, but I don't see Elliot Lee going. No. Nope. Um, I don't see uh, Luke Young going. He's, you know, he's, uh, he's 
well settled in the area from my understanding. Um, Jordan's injured. Obviously, there was talk of a move for him in the summer, wasn't there? Was it QPR? Yeah. If memory serves. Yeah. But if he's yeah. not playing and injured, is that likely to happen? Doesn't feel likely to happen, but no. Um, I guess stranger things have happened in football. Um, so yeah, that one, that that one for me, like you said, um, doesn't make sense as it stands. As we sit here today, doesn't seem to make sense. Um, and I think Parky, obviously, we we do send a lot of from League One. And I know we had Mendy, um, obviously yeah. from our league, but is he hasn't set that he hasn't set the national league alight as he Sabarad. He had a good last year. He was a good. He was his better season last year than this year. He's obviously had his new contract, and you know he allegedly turned down a couple of moves. One, if it was us or not, and but he hasn't. He's you couldn't say, oh, do you know what? He's the best player in the league. He is. We need to go and get him. You know, he's gonna he's gonna affect us. He's not going to affect the way where we finish, um, and I just think it'd be a bit of a money for all rope because I think he's had his day, as in he's had his chance to come to us, and that deal is, was well and truly closed now. Um, like I've gone, I mentioned about Rodriguez. I think if Parky looks at him and goes, you know what, he's caused us some problems when we played against him. He could be, you know, he could be the missing link for us or the extra diamond we need. But I think anyone, they've got to be outstanding, haven't they, in this division for us to sign him. Yeah, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that selfishly, you know, and big-headed at all. But we've got to, they've got to have had a couple of good games against us, or they're technically better than what we've got, and that's going to be really hard, isn't it? Yeah. So the the, uh, the uh, one of the things that came to mind, which I forgot when I was talking about it a minute ago, uh, one of the things that came to mind was why would you spend money on Spara when you can potentially pick up Rodriguez, probably for less if you get him in January, or free if you do it in the summer. Um, yeah, it doesn't make you know if so. If for some reason yeah. there was a need, why do you do that deal? Doesn't make sense. You go and get Rodriguez if you can. Right, I'm prepared for the news. I'm always prepared for the okay. news. I just can't find where I've linked. Where I've, oh, here we go. This way. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't find where I'd, where I'd made me notes for the news. Uh, so, shall we do the news? Miss anything? By the way, you uh, feel free to add uh, add in. So, okay. Uh, should we start with our massive floodlights? Our massive flood. We got yep. an update on the floodlights. I don't. Did you see this? Uh, I did. Yeah, last night. Yeah. Article came out uh, yesterday. So, um, a company, I believe they're from Iowa, actually called Musco, um, who are quite famous for uh, uh, handling uh, floodlights. So believe it or not, there is a company out there that specialises in this. Um, yeah, got the contract. They're being knocked up in Portugal by the sounds of it. Um, that's where they're going to manufacture them. Um, and again, they just they love they love highlighting the fact this is taken from the club website that they're they're eight meters higher than the existing ones. Um, and they've got a bit of a cantilever on, haven't they? They've got that's a bit it, yeah. 20, 20 degree pitch to uh, sort of uh, angle them in, I guess. Um, so uh, obviously they're going to start doing work. It says at the university end first, I think, doesn't it? Because obviously they can't do anything yeah. at the other end until it's flattened, presumably. Um, so they're going to start doing a bit of work and they're, they're going to erect them alongside the floodlights that are already there in case there's any problems. 
So uh, I think the article actually says that uh, later in the season, we might have both of them on at once in case, you know, the new ones cut out for some reason. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a necessity. I think it's it's predominantly um, it's for TV companies, isn't it? Especially if you're at international level, you have to have super bright floodlights so that everybody can see. Um, and although our floodlights are massive, they're not necessarily the brightest, as any of the photographers or videographers will tell you. It's a nightmare at the race course um, because of the, the, the floodlights. So, um, yeah, just another exciting little uh, upgrade that's going on alongside the rest of the sort of, you know, the cop, etc. That um, just showing that we're, you know, off the field as well as on it, things are happening and we're progressing. Yeah, I think we've, uh, obviously, because we both sit in the tech end, I think it's, it's quite... Often that you used to find that, God, hell, it's dark down this end. Um, you thought, what's going on here? Like you know, but yeah, listen, it's it was part of the part of the deal, and obviously it helps with the with regards to the you know in the international matches coming. But I think in just in general, <clears throat> it's another stadium upgrade, isn't it? Which mm. is what we need. You know, there's there's bits and pieces. I know we've heard, haven't heard much about the gym lately, have we? Uh, what's going on there? But <clears throat> it's just a necessity which we need. Um, and funny enough, I had a conversation with somebody last night and they were saying, oh, about um, do I ever think if they will leave the race course? Mm. <clears throat> and um, just to go on a bit of a tangent away from this, and I said, well, obviously they've got the cop and that, whatever, I said, but they have not ruled out doing one of the other three stands straight after that, you know, whichever it needed to be. Even, you know, the mold roads come into it, isn't it? Again, they said, you know, if it needs to be that. I mean, I, I would very much doubt that's the one that next needs to be done. You might be looking at the tech end, uh, I mean, the Yale stand, I'm not sure when it, when it was built, what year, but it needs a massive revamp on that, doesn't it? Um, Can I just touch on something with that? Yeah. Do you remember when um, the King and Queen consort came? Yeah. Um, there is a, a, a very small video clip of, I think they're actually in the Mould Road stand, and uh, Rob McElhenney's talking to the, I think, it's, uh, I think it was the Queen consort, and they've got a board in front and it would appear that they're talking about like the plans for the stadium and he's pointing out at this time that this video clip and we don't know what he's saying no the time this video clip is taken he is sort of referring to the plan and pointing at the Wrexham Lager stand I guess we should officially call it yeah so that obviously that says to me that that'll probably be the next one yeah but that is based, you know, you can't hear what they're saying. There's no knowledge of that. It's just like, you know, that's what it looks like from that video. So it could be totally wrong, but it would tie in with what you're saying, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think I think it could be any of the three. Um, and, it, you know, and we're going to go through this because the last thing on earth we want is to be leaving that site. We don't want to be leaving the race course. Because uh, this is what I said to this lad. He said, yeah, but you need to. I said, yeah, but we don't know at the moment. Unless it, you know, you look at, I know Liverpool have done changes, haven't they? And they've done it right around by the houses. They built their new stands close to where people live in. And we don't want to, be, well, there is no room because we struggle to get a training ground. So there's obviously no acquired space, is there, in and around Rex and pre, at current present. And where we are primed, you know, and you got, and you see, these are the people you think of now. You think of Wayne, you think of the mice squid and that, whatever. It's all, it's the train station. It's all there, isn't it? Yeah. You don't want to, go from the middle of the town or middle of the city or whatever and move it out into the sticks. We don't want that. None of us want that because then them stadium, you look at Bolton's ground, it's a nice ground, don't get me wrong, but it's miles away from 
the city centre. This Coventry you know, one is, put... isn't it? Isn't this Coventry yeah. four mile out yeah. or some around that or something? And it's it's one of them, isn't it? It's sort of is it down to your old Chester mentality, out of sight, out of mind, out of mind uh, type of thing. Whereas uh, you know we want to do the best we can, and it, it take a mon a manual's decision. And I don't th- I don't think they would even contemplate moving away from the race course. So, um, I agree that they will predominantly try and stay at the race course. I would speculate, although I don't know this for a fact, it's cheaper to renovate than it is to build from new, because obviously some of that, you know, some of the infrastructure is already there. (laughs) And like you say, if you're going to build a a stadium somewhere, you need need that infrastructure from um, motorways, from cars, from trains, And obviously, it would you know it's part of that gateway project, isn't it? So, yeah. so I agree. The only, the only thing that is that goes against that, um, and I don't think it's necessarily a problem for us. But if you if you're a certain type of investor, it would be. Uh, but the only thing is that they don't own the land that the stadium sits on. The university mm. still own that. So that would that you know if if you're one of those people that's like well that you know I don't want to spend all this money building on somewhere that we don't own the land, um, then that that would potentially put you off. But I think that it sounds like the relationship is really good with the university, so they're obviously confident that you know um, that the, they're never going to renege on the on the, the the lease for that for that bit of land, and um, they're not going to have a problem. So. That's the only. That's the only little caveat, but I. Yeah. You know, it doesn't sound like it's a problem for us at the moment. No, because what was the lease? Did I read it? Was hundred and thirty-five years? I, mean, I, I, I had hundred years in my head, so you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, but Ryan and Rob aren't going to be can... alive long enough to be worrying about that, are they? You know what no, I mean? Not at all. If it was a tw- if it was a twenty-year lease, you might be thinking, well, what's the point in us renovating this ground if at the end yeah. of it they're just going to kick us out? Uh, you know, we, we've wasted money then, and we're going to have to go and build something or find something else. So it's because it's so long, and because the relation, every, everything we hear is the relationship is so good. Yeah, I just don't think personally it doesn't sound like a problem to me. No, um, but <clears throat> we'll see. Well, we better get back on the jar with the footlights. But I think they'll. <laughs> we just rebuilt a new stadium, but we've you know, <laughs> yeah, we've, yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah. I just spent Ryan and Rob's money in about yeah. three minutes. Um, Okay, so yeah, um, I picked up on a another point. I picked up on an article that um, just confirmed a piece of news that um, I just that I'd heard in the summer we, we were talking about. I think we talked about it on the pod in one of the early versions. But um, obviously, Leighton played against Scunthorpe, and Parker had been in the paper again, sort of just saying, "Listen, you don't realise how close it was to him never, you know, not playing again. Uh, you know, this was a career-threatening injury that he had." Um, and it, it, I think he even says it up until about three months ago, it was still, they thought he was going to have to retire. Like it was that bad, that injury. So um, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, only be re- really because obviously, you know, I, I still believe he's the better of the two keepers and that once he gets his fitness and gets some games, I believe they'll come a crossover point at some time in the season personally. Um, I don't think he will just bring Leighton back in uh, apart from cup games, I don't think he'll just bring him back in. He'll need either a suspension, an injury, or a massive howler from Howard 
to do it, but I think there will be a point where Leighton will prove himself and come back into the squad um, and, and into the first team. So I just thought that was that was quite interesting because I, I say I think Leighton's one of the best in the league. Um, and it was quite interesting just to see him again confirm that that injury was bad. Yeah, he's. I mean, you've got to look at, obviously he had the fractured skull as well. Um, you just don't want him to play at Bromley away, do we? That's definitely... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> one I don't know. I don't know. He wants to play there himself, to be honest. He, he probably, uh, but, I've got hamstring boss. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, the, the luck he gets there, whatever. But yeah, we don't. You know, some people don't understand that. You know, this bad this road to recovery. It was a long road to recovery for him, and you know, the lad was in top form. Keeping so many clean sheets, he was probably at the top of his game uh, at that point. And then obviously the injury happened, and then obviously you you know life carries on. The football team needs to carry on, and we brought in a. And I, a suitable replacement for him. I, I I think it's only going to be a suspension that's going to get him in. I think Howard's in the run now till the end of the season. Um, uh, but then saying that, if it does happen, it's not a bad replacement to have, is it? You know, and then it'll be neck and neck going for it for next year um, when we're in the EFL club. But I just think we've got to remember what he's done, and you've got to remember he's come back, and it's going to take him a couple of months. And you're only as good as your last match, and you've got to get match practice in, haven't you? You know, we've got, luckily we've got this reserve league and team now going. Because I think if we didn't have that, I think he might have had to go out alone, uh, only for a month, just to get some uh, some minutes from somewhere. Yeah, and obviously the trophy games he'll get, won't he? So uh, <laughs> yeah. Altrincham he'll get that game, I'm sure, unless there's uh, unless there's any sort of setback. But I'd hate to lose him, you see. Um, I, I, mm. I think for me is he edges out Howard. Um, so I would hate for him to think, well, I've got no future here. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully that isn't the case. Um, so fixtures, you mentioned Bromley. Um, we've squeezed a few more fixtures in now, obviously. Um, so we confirmed yeah. yesterday the Bromley game, I think, didn't they? There was a bit of yeah. speculation, because, uh, 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 but nothing was official. But then they've confirmed. So Bromley's 10th of January. Uh, yeah. Chesterfield is 17th of January. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, they confirmed as well that the Altrincham away game on the 4th of February, I think it is, <clears> is now a 20 past five kickoff and is on BT Sport. So, um, yes. uh, uh, so yeah, some some tweaks, I guess, because I, I guess that would have been down as a three o'clock kickoff, that Altrincham one to start with, but obviously they've moved it for telly. Um, so some tweaks and some extra games and uh, that squad's going to get tested now, isn't it, with these uh, squeezing these midweek games in? Yeah, the uh, the Bromley game's also BT, isn't it? Uh, just to warn that it's half past seven kickoff. It's it was on the publication that come out. That's right. That might that might catch a few people out. I think uh, I've predominantly been quarter to eight on yeah. bar obviously the half past eight game the other week. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. That was wasn't it. I know, but yeah, it, it it'd be interesting because obviously, Notts County and Chesterfield play in January as well, don't they? Yeah. So. This is where now, this in my head, this is where we overtake them. Um, and for the final running, and off we go. Um, because I think this is where we sat. We did it last year, didn't we? We went on that run. It's just an amazing run where you just can't see us losing the game, can you? Or we might drop a couple of points and get a draw, but then we just go on another, another crazy run. And all them home games, I know we'll never get the seven in a row like we did last year. Yeah. But... That was a pivotal part of us, wasn't it? Because you just everywhere. I think the manager, the players, the fans, 
you just didn't think we were going to lose, did we, at home in that run? You could just, you know, we all right, Dover scared us a bit. <laughs> but, um, well, apart from Grimsby, obviously. But, yeah, in that run yeah. up to that point, we didn't, did we? We didn't. We just didn't feel that nobody could come and beat us there. And I think for us... As much as I would have liked to have had the games in hand, games in you know the points in the bag now and be sitting at the. Top. Pardon my interruption, but uh, very sadly at this point, Richie's microphone stopped working. Uh, periodically, just for a minute, he denies profusely having his finger over the microphone on his phone. Um, I don't believe him, uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, we managed to get it sorted. Although uh, the uh, the brain fart moment did throw us off temporarily, but uh, I managed to get him back, and we muddled through the conversation as best we can uh, from that point onwards. So uh, apologies for that, Richie. There you go. Right. So hopefully your microphone is working now, and you disappeared. Okay. <laughs> but. Uh, I think the, the last thing was that obviously we 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 had the the run of seven games at home, which we obviously won't get now, will we? That was the I think no. that was the the gist of the point, um, to um, to sort of pick up from. Um, so, yeah, fixtures wise, like you say, you know, it feels like it's sort of. Two away, two at home, two away, two at home a little bit. I don't know if you've looked at the end of the season. It's sort of yeah. you know, it's quite evenly balanced um from a from a, a fixtures point of view. But um yeah, it was a massive advantage though. You don't realise how that, that was seven gays at home was like it was it was yeah. bizarre, wasn't it? It was such a big <clears throat> such a big advantage. Um I think the um, the split is thirteen home, ten away, isn't it? I think. That's our split. Right, is that um, yeah? I've not yeah. looked technically. Yeah. So um obviously and obviously we've got uh the two home games against the two uh the two rivals. The two closest, um, yes. Yeah, to us. But I just think that we will make them them rearrange games will sort of not bring make or break our season because I've got full confidence in us, but I just think this is where we will kick on to that extra level, which I don't think Notts County can cope with, I don't. Yeah, so I said to I said to my other half I believe that by the end of January, we would be top again. Uh, that was my belief. I think we'll come out of this tough sp- spell better than them because of the squad. Uh, that was just my belief. And I said to her, I don't think we'll look back then. So that's almost tying into <clears> what you're sort of saying. I think we'll we'll kick on and we'll actually win the league about three games before the end of the season. That was my, you know, I think just we'll have too much experience because obviously we've been through it last season with Stockport and, you, you know, yeah. um, so I think that'll stand us in good stead. The squad depth, the fact that obviously we've got no transfer window, so if something does happen, we can at least we can react. Um, and, I, and, and obviously we have got a good quality of player, so I believe that we'll actually, you know, we'll, we'll win it before... It won't be last game of the season like it is with uh, like it was last year. I know it was a bit of a stretch to say last game of the season, but realistically, it was still there, wasn't it? Um, yeah. When we went to Dagenham, um, so I I personally think we'll have it we'll have it sewn up before then. But we'll we'll see. I guess I'm confident. I'm confident in them. I've got faith in them. I think uh, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be thinking that uh, negative things because this is a different team, different players, different manager. You know, you know how people say, "Oh, we're going to wreck some it," 
but this side hasn't really wrecked it as a such as it really. You know, it chased down a team, a good team, hard last season that was ahead of us in its cycle. So, um, so I think we'll uh, we're in better we're in better position. But that's just yeah. Me. I think I think like you say, I think I completely agree with you that we'll be top by the end of January, and I think then it's a it's a different mental attitude then because we have to do all the chasing down, and we've never. Even, you know, we go back to the Fleetwood years, all them years ago and that, whatever. We've never been at the top of where we've had that buffer and yeah. people catching us. Yeah. So that'll be quite different. And I think I think we'll relish that and just we'll have that opportunity. And I think we'll just go on. I think you're starting to think my way of thinking of the 10-point win, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not far <laughs> off. Not far no. off. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so I don't know if uh, I don't know if we touched on this last time out. Um, I don't think we have, have had a podcast since, but obviously uh, Ryan and Rob are uh, a Freeman of Wrexham now, aren't they? Um, yes, they are. So that's a nice little, I mean, you know, Ryan tuned into the uh, webcast that the council did where they made the announcement, didn't he? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. little. There was a couple of little clips of it floating around. And who knows what some, they're Hollywood royalty, really. Who knows what Hollywood royalty really think about being Freeman of Wrexham, but you would like to think that they're touched by it and that it means something to them because it would appear that, you know, everything they say and do makes you think that, they, you know, they are quite humble people and that, that would mean something to them. So I think that it, it was a nice, it's a nice touch um, for somebody who's done, you know, these two have done more for the town than the, some of the bloody council have in decades. So Yeah, definitely. And also, I mean, it, listen, the, the increased revenue to the club is obviously, it's inevitable, isn't it? We, we can all see that, whatever. But just for the town and, you know, when these people come over from Australia, Canada and America, they're staying in our hotels, they go into our bars, our restaurants, things like whatever. They're bringing more revenue into, into Wrexham as it, itself. And that, that figure would be amazing to see the growth, uh, if possible, of what, what's happened since they've took over. Uh, and I think it was, you know, it's fully deserved. Um, obviously there was a few people, a few haters against them, but um, obviously they were made to uh, eat humble pie, so to speak. But, um, you know, and the, even when they, you can just see, I mean, I don't think it's just football fans now, if that sounds daft. You know, when they went down into the town centre and I went for a walk round, yes, a lot of them are Wrexham fans, but I think even just other people now, you see, you know, you see the people in the 70s and they're thinking, oh, I've seen him, he's on the telly, he's been on the news and, you know what I mean about, and they linked it to Wrexham, but they think, oh, and they go down and have a look, and you know all these people that the stuff like the food banks and things like that, which they help donate with Wayne yeah, and the money, yeah. all these things they've got, you know. And I think it's, uh, I think Rob especially, I think he, it'll be very, very humble for him. It'll be very, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a big thing for him. And I think next time he comes over, I think uh, we might see a little bit more publicity over it. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know what Rob's doing currently, whether he's filming always sunny or what but it was Robert it was Ryan that we saw yeah uh, that attended the uh, the sort of webcast so um so yeah it will, it will be interesting uh, there might be another plaque in the toilet uh, <laughs> yeah yeah it could be yeah of the aviation suite for uh, <laughs> maybe one for them both this time uh, so what, but... what, do they, what do they actually achieve? What do they get? Do they, they can go into uh, Greg's, get a free sausage roll? Or oh, yeah, I, can, I don't uh... think they ever have to... They don't have to pay for anything ever again. I think, like, right. if you're if you're in Costa, Richie, and they're there, you have to buy them a hot chocolate right, and okay. a latte or whatever. So, no problem. So <laughs> I'm sure there's a lovely memento that they get to put on the wall at home. Yeah. 
because um, I don't think it's uh, you know I don't, it's it's an old-fashioned award, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Being the freeman of the city, you can uh, you know in the old days you could do what you wanted, go where you wanted, what have you. So, um, so yeah, I don't I don't think they're uh, I don't think for instance they're going to get a million quid off the council. <laughs> Here's your prize. If, imagine that. <laughs> don't get a council tax rebate on the ground now. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, that would be nice. I tell you what, they'd they'd like that. Um, yeah, I bet you that's a fortune. Okay, so um, the uh, I I know we'll touch on Everlast now because I know you're a, a regular gym goer at Everlast. So the uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the club published the details of the uh, Everlast tie-in. Uh, uh, what was it? A a discount that they said that members would get, didn't they? That uh, if you were a club member. Yeah. So if you're a, if you're a, if you are a regular gym goer and uh, Everlast is is, is uh, within your uh, within your uh, sort of distance uh, to, to get to then obviously they said members get 10% off at Everlast as part of the tie-in with the with the club so listen it's better than nothing and that might just be the first deal that we get where members get a benefit it could also be that we get a tie-in with who knows dominoes in future or you know whoever else so you know it'll be interesting to see if the take-up's good on that and that's something that they can present to other companies and say this is what happened with Everlast you know let's have something with you um then uh, you know that could just be the start of those sort of commercial links and deals so it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out yeah there was um there was another one over christmas wasn't it it just sneaked out slowly the clog eye one oh that's 10% right with clog that sneaked yes. out as well um, correct i think with the new physio team i think they split the players between uh, everlast and total fitness i think because that was the split so whether they're um They've just they're putting all their eggs in one basket. Not, I'm not sure, but um, I think that's obviously the players. Maybe some of the players prefer to go there. I don't know, and that's where the links come from as well. Um, but like you say, there's that many you know season ticket holders members now. Then there should be more. Uh, you know, you should get a bit more value for your money, shouldn't you, with your membership or yeah. in your season ticket? Uh, with you touching on you, you were saying I'm not sure what's going on with the gym before. Wasn't the plan the gym was going to take up the room in the Wrexham Lager stand, wasn't it? And like the shop and stuff yeah. is going to move into the cop eventually, isn't it? So that was obviously the plan. Um, and the sort of physiotherapy rooms and stuff that they wanted was to be in that Wrexham Lager stand. So, um, you know, that's uh, obviously at the moment that's not happening. And we sort of saw from the documentary that the gym facilities were an exercise bike, a medicine ball. <laughs> Was there some dumbbells in there? There wasn't very much in there, was there? Um, no, there wasn't a lot in there, no. <laughs> so obviously, uh, you know, getting them... And they used to use... What was the gym in Gwersal? IPC, was it the other one that they yeah, used yeah. to use? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they used to use, so... Um, hence the need for them to all go to somewhere, I guess, that's fairly close by. But, yeah, 10% uh, off, that, that came out this week. Have I missed anything, or is that the news? Uh, I think that's it. I've seen I a little... Only a quick snippet that we'd scored 115 league goals this calendar year. Oh right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I thought was a bit was a bit mad. Was a bit mad. You could do with a there's a, a DVD there, isn't there somewhere, or a, a YouTube subscription video available? Surely, um, it's a lot of goals, aren't it? Really? Yeah, some sort of compilation of uh, Wrexham AFC goals 2022. Yeah, I know. Do you remember I when those videos so... were those videos were yeah. a thing at Christmas, weren't they? That was you know that's a, bl a flash in the past. That one. <clears throat> I did watch something, so I think some lad put on um, all of Paul Mullins' goals before Solihull, 
Yeah. Always um, oh, 55 goals, didn't he, that he'd scored for yeah, Wrexham. Who, who put somebody... that out? That wasn't the club. That was somebody else, wasn't it? Somebody yeah. put that together. Yeah, I can't think of his name. I don't, on the, don't worry. On the fans chat, I think it was. But um, yeah. it was quite a good, good compilation to put together. Showed all the goals and uh, it's just that Stockport goal again, isn't it? Every time you see it, really, oh. you just... I, I still, I, I still, when I think back about it, it's in slow motion. That is, that's how I saw yeah. it at the time. It was like that ball was in the air forever. Yeah, I oh, think I, it's that one and Jordan's against Dover for me. The, Dover, the two goals, which you yeah. never, you're never going to forget. Uh, oh, the bedlam, never going to forget the, the bedlam oh. and the limbs from them. You know, uh, that do that. Uh, in fact, would they be the two standout moments of the year? Probably those two. You know that. The comeback and the win against Stockport, that that first goal, they were... I think the Dover one edges it for me, just because we'll never see a game like that ever again, I don't think, you know. No, we won't. But also, the Stockport one, you know, the trophy one, and then the league the league one doesn't get enough notice. Whether people can say, oh, they thought they, they knew they'd won the league and that, whatever, whatever. But we battered them for the 3-0, didn't we? Yeah. You know, it, it was a real convincing... You'd have thought they were lower, uh, you know, halfway or below, wouldn't you? Because we absolutely battered them last year. Yeah. Um, and he's got this thing, isn't he, where he just has to score against them, Molly. <laughs> He'll be doing it next year as well, don't worry. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's have a look at the Vanarama, shall we? Let's just bring yeah. ourselves up to date a little bit. I like to do this now and have a little look at what's uh, what's going on. Um, so if we look at the uh, the sort of top of the table to start with obviously uh, Notts County have played 24 and got 57 points um, so they obviously beat Oldham I don't think there was any surprise there um, I, you know I think it was it was 2-1 very quickly and I said oh they'll win that 5-1 or something and um, yeah they took that 4-1 uh, their next game is obviously the return fixture away um, I don't I know it's at Oldham Oldham are collecting centre forwards and not doing much else I suspect it'll be Three nil. So I mean, you know, I don't think they'll have any trouble, will they? <clears throat> no, you, it's a shame because you'd like to think they'd put in a show that they did against us, wouldn't they? Where they were uh, yeah, first game only... manager syndrome, no, unfortunately. And I think <sighs> if he's not careful, he could he's, be. He'll uh, get the sack. He'll get the sack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So anyway, they've played twenty-four, got fifty-seven. Then obviously we're in second, played twenty-three, uh, score uh, got fifty-three points. But interestingly, now have the best defense in the league with just nineteen goals. So, providing we don't have another one of those mad <clears throat> games where we let five goals in or something, that puts us in good stead. Um, yeah. And obviously, we'll play the return fixture at Solihull. And Chesterfield have got uh, a game in hand on us still from that uh, Wheelston, uh, Wheelston game. But they're obviously seven points back on 46. Um, and they've got Scunthorpe. So, again... I'm not, you know, they're at home to Scunthorpe. I wouldn't expect Scunthorpe to do anything, would you? I mean, they're in real trouble. No, I think, um, I think, I, I won't mention our game, but I think the other two are going to win. Uh, they'll win convincingly, I think. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, over a double head over Christmas and you've got teams in the bottom four. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Food and it's drink for like... them. <clears throat> exactly, of course it is, yeah. Uh, unless there's an anomaly, like a goalkeeper gets sent off or something weird happens, then, uh, you know, uh, I'd expect that, uh, that to be food and drink. Uh, yeah. Then fourth place, obviously, we've got Woking, who um, who beat Aldershot uh, and obviously have the return fixture at, at home. Um, but again, you know, they're 10 points off us. 
So just on that um, oh, walking on. game, yeah, they haven't beat all the shot at home in the last five years. Yeah, it was it's a bit of a stat earlier on. Yeah, I, it's I, quite I, funny, that isn't it? it was strange. Just a, a proper bogey team, I guess, is what we yeah. would call them, wouldn't we? Um, so yeah, uh, then then come Barnet, but like basically four, five, six, and seven are just in there for playoffs. Then oh, so unlikely to be able to make up the ground on us and Notts County. It'd be unlikely for us two to fall off. If one of us might fall off, but it's unlikely for two of them. So, you know, when you're at Barnet in fifth place on just 39 points, I say just, that's probably the norm. Uh, it's just that us and Notts County have gone so so early. Um, so they're at Boreham Wood. They beat Boreham Wood. Um, was that the I, game where... A a, the, that was the, of, the biting incident. Yeah, they're, um, they're a bit of a... Sh- Shock surprise team for me, Barnet. They just yeah. signed a striker as well, didn't they? Uh, the other day, I think. Um, I not. I don't think they're going to come and challenge. No, at all. But I just think they may cement themselves into the playoffs, and they may be. Uh, they're the one. They're the type of team that will win it. They'll win the playoffs out of nowhere. Yeah. Like. Yeah, they, I think they could be. Uh, they could be there. Thereabouts is in the playoffs. I don't think they'll get in the top three. With no. no chance at all. But just on back to them, the points difference. I think Chesterfield have to beat us and not count me if they've got any ambition to win the league. Yes. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. otherwise they win the league. I don't think that's yeah. where they're uh, they could be they, you know, they could be setting for a playoff spot in January, couldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um so sixth and seventh, South End on thirty four points, Soliel on thirty three. Both them teams are in terrible form, South End especially. South End is, South End is just like the last five games, they've won one, drawn one, lost three. They're like falling off the face of the earth. Um, you know, they're having a real tough spell. So, uh, and then you after think the Bo- Notts game, wasn't it? On after the Notts game on telly, really, they've gone down. I just wonder whether anybody might go and cherry pick some of their players. Um, uh, that Lapata, the centre half, keeps getting linked with people. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, see what happens there. Uh, and then the bottom, the bottom, bottom four. Uh, Gateshead, Oldham, Torquay, and Scunthorpe. Um, and Scunthorpe, I just can't win a game. Torquay. Um, I was watching Luke Walsh actually do, doing his National League podcast, and he was saying that he said, in my opinion, Torquay aren't underperforming. They're actually just they, they've they've let good players go and replaced them with teams that are just uh, players that are just not not good enough. Um, uh, you know, whether that's for financial reasons or what. So he thought that actually it's not that they're doing terrible, it's just that's what they are now. They, you know, they're not that, they haven't got those quality players. Oldham down there and Gateshead um, <coughs> won't won't miss any of them. Um, no, I think, um, I think Oldham and Scunthorpe, I think they've got to really worry because they are in free-for-all, aren't they? Um, oh, yeah. They, and, uh, you know, Oldham, maybe not as much off-the-field problems, Yes, but they just can't. They can't, they they had that issue. Now they can't get it right on the pitch. Scunthorpe have just got issues all over the shop, and they they just. Uh, I think they could do what Stockport did and go down again. Well, Oldham, uh, Oldham fans are, are so it's so bad for Oldham fans now that I, the the very extremely negative ones are sort of hoping that they lose. So that uh, Unsworth will get sacked. There, sort of. That's how they think. You know, that's what they're thinking now. It's just like the more losses we have, the sooner he goes, the sooner we can get somebody else in. Um, so obviously they've got. You know, they've really lost faith in Unsworth. And I thought it was a strange appointment myself. Uh, I know he's an ex-led club, uh, an ex-sort of club player and stuff. But 
you know, the national the, coming down in the national league is not the place to be. Uh, you know, getting your first manager's job, I don't think. No, especially you know, quarter of the season in, so to speak, or whatever it was, October time, wasn't it? Because um, yeah. it's not, they're not your players, are they? Um, no, <clears throat> you won't know the players in this division, and you ain't gonna get lads from under twenty ones Everton here dropping down to the national league. You might get one or two on loan, but you know, just they just they just seem to be collecting centre forwards mm. and not addressing the other issues. So uh, yeah, yeah, they them and Scunthorpe are in uh, are in real trouble, aren't they? Yeah, um, and then everybody else is scrapping it out in the middle. But um, you know, for us, we've uh, we've got to uh, let's just have a look at the away form table um, and just see. Let's go. What should we go over the last ten games away? We're third in the table uh, away. So from 10 games, we've taken 19 points. Um, uh, North County have taken 25 from 10. So Solihull again, you know, we, we went away to Eastley, didn't we? Did a job, looked yeah. good, like, you know, did a, did a really good job. We need to follow that up now with another good job at, uh, at Solihull. Because obviously we know they're not mugs, you know, they're not brilliant at home. They're ninth in the home form table. Um, so they're not brilliant at home because of you know just where they are, but we've got to go there and you know mop it up, haven't we? Yeah, we've got we've got to. Uh, they've got, there's going to be a reaction from them. I think their their manager's going to insist on that reaction. Um, I think the first 10, 15, they're going to come at us, aren't they? Um, Don't spoil it because gotta... we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh... but uh, yeah, I think we'll. Um, I think. We, like I said, I've said this many times in the past, I can't see us losing at home. And I mean that to anybody. Um, we've just obviously got to now navigate, you know, what do we do with the FA Cup type of thing, haven't we? <clears throat> Where's yeah. our mindset for that? Because we're playing a good team. People need to remember that. They're, uh, they're doing oh, all right, aren't they? It'll be full strength side for that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, uh, that you know, it, it gives us a breather and... It's not going to affect us that much because we have got them games to play, haven't we, in January as such. Mm. You know, if we didn't, if they weren't rearranged for January, you'd be thinking, God, you know, we could be playing the catch-up game. Telling everyone to listen to me. Someday we will be back in the Should we preview Solihull Moors away? Yep. Um, well, as per usual, we'll save the scores for later. Um. I guess the, the, the question marks for us are, do we make any changes? Do we rest anybody? Is there enough time in between the games that we perhaps don't need to rest anybody? What's your, what's your guess at what, we, what we'll do? I mean, we're assuming uh, there's no injuries because we've not heard that there's any injuries. So let's, yeah. let's start at that point. If we've got no knocks, I think it's just the, the, pick, the team picks itself. Exactly the same team, same again. I think. Um, because of the high that we finished on as well in the second half performance, the first half was all right. It was just solid. Yep. I think I don't think we change anything, nothing at all. So um, just devil's I advocate, you would you you wouldn't be tempted to like, um, I say this just plain devil's advocate. You wouldn't be tempted to start a bit more solid. So perhaps without an Elliot Lee, and stick a James Jones or somebody else in midfield. You'd, you'd go for him from the start. Yeah, I think, like you say, Tom O'Connor, that's he's found his, his position. Um, and like we spoke about Luke Young earlier on in the pod, I wouldn't, I know, I certainly now wouldn't be. Um, Elliot Lee is, is starting to gain on me now from the start of the season. 
because uh, I was thinking he could do a bit more. But I think, like you say, he's fitter. He's got a run of games now. He's comfortable. He's in a great position. I think he's really happy now. Um, and I just think he makes us tick. And I, I, I just think we go for him again. Yeah, um, I'm not saying I would have done that. I'm just that was the yeah. only position for me. I thought that going away from home, what would you potentially change? That uh, you know, if you've got no injuries and stuff, that's the only thing you might have done is start more solid, and then go for them later on. But I, I, I you know, like we say, trying to think what Parky does is different to what we would do, um, and I don't think he'll change it. I think it's the same team as. I think you might see one change on the bench, maybe. Cannon might come on for McAlinden, maybe. Yes, and that's yeah. I'm only, I'm only, I'm only thinking that might be a slight change because he doesn't very rarely does the same sixteen, does he? He'll rotate the bench, which I get that keep to put everyone happy. Um, but if he went with the same sixteen, I wouldn't have an issue with that at all. No, I, th- I think obviously they're just giving Cannon <clears throat> some time to get his fitness back up now, aren't they? And again, I yeah. suspect, I suspect we see him in the uh, trophy game next. Definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah. I think. He plays the full trophy game. Yeah. Uh, whereas obviously he played sixty the other week. I think he plays the full game there. Just to as you know, just to give it build up his fitness again. And like you say, then he'll get some bit parts before the end of the month as he sort of builds up, you know, he'll get some of the sub appearances and um and we'll have yeah, to see I what mean, suspensions and stuff we get, won't we? <laughs> I'm playing against a team at higher level like Coventry. You know, he may you may find he, he plays a twenty minute cameo role there or something as well. Yeah, okay. Um <clears throat> So yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think uh, I I don't think it'll change, um, and I think the the real question mark will be like, you know, what what are they able to do, which we alluded to before, you know, because obviously yeah. Store is out, um, so they're going to be missing him. They couldn't make a bench up, so you know, where are they? Does this is this week enough time for them to get players back? Sparer Sparer still got this knock. Um, does he have to play because they haven't got enough depth? So is he forced to play? Therefore, if he has got something that's an annoying injury, he might be less of an influence. Is he worried about injuring himself long term? You know, there's lots of little, uh, lots of little interesting things going on for them, isn't there? Yeah, they've got a, uh, the manager's got a few decisions to make as to what he does um, and how he goes about it. You know, he could say, "Well, I've, I've, I went, I changed the formation to match up Wrexham, and we got absolutely smashed." Granted, okay, yeah, after the sending off, but as tough as it sounds, and you can say this obviously, you know, preempt it. I don't think that sending off it made a difference, but I don't think the result would have been any different because I think the mentality that we got in the second half, you know, we we spoke about the, the different influences of things of like where we haven't played for a few, if you get a few days and that whatever the same team, but when we go on on them rolls, it's a case of you start looking to yourself and going. This could be six or seven, couldn't you? You do think to yourself, we don't take our foot off the gas, do we? We sort of like a boxer. We had him against the, the ropes and then we just went for the complete knockout. Hmm. Um, so I think he's got more questions than Park. He's got decisions to make. Oh, yeah. I think if he goes 3 5 2 matched up again, I just think I'm not going to say we're going to get a similar result, but he plays into our hands a bit more. He needs to give us something else different to think about. Yeah. Um... I, you know, Solial artificial pitch. Uh, no, it's not so, artificial, no. isn't it? All right. No. Um, I yeah, I. You watch us win so convincingly, and you just think, you know, 
they've and, they, and it would appear that they've got some problems, um, you know, the in terms of that squad depth. So, um, if you're ever going to beat them and beat them away, um, which we haven't done very often, this is this is our best opportunity. Doesn't mean you say you'll do it, but this is a great opportunity, isn't it? It, it would appear, um, you know, yeah, with, I with would them having. Yeah, you know they're not they're not in great form. They're not brilliant at home, are they? Uh, like we alluded to before with the home form guide. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I'm not going to give the score away, but I think we'll win. And then you look at it and you think that's four points better off than we were last year. Is that what it is technically? Because because we had two draws against them last year. Oh, I see what you mean against uh, them. Yeah. Yeah, against them in, in as in um, you know, yeah. and we all did say that they'd be a difficult team to play against, didn't we? Well, yeah, they're still making mugs of me because I thought they were going to be the team that would challenge us. Um, and, uh, you know, they look a million miles from it at the moment, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, t- I, I, so team-wise, there's not a lot of debate about it. Uh, you know, I, th- I think, like you say, I think it's, it is, we go again unless uh, unless there's things we don't know about um, uh, or unless he does want to rest somebody. Maybe he looks at that and goes, do you know what? I felt really comfortable against them. Let's swap a body out in midfield. Let's give Jones a game and rest Luke or, you know. Um, but I think he'll probably go the same. Um, so if we go scores, temp fate, 3-1. Wrexham win. That's what I'm going for. No, I had that one in my mind. <laughs> but, but but to be fair, I'm gonna, I've got to go with the stats. The stats, we've conceded two goals in the last eight, haven't we? Is what the stat I seen. Um, I wish you'd seen that stat before me. Me prediction. <laughs> you'd have gone five nil then, would you? <laughs> yeah, I would have gone five nil. Yeah. Um, but I'm. I think it's an Eastley game. I think it's a two nil professional solid yeah. performance. Okay. Um, you watch us throw a spanner in the works. Now you'll find that they'll uh, they'll either take an early lead or they'll get a man sent off or something. We'll have Mark Howard sent off in the first minute and concede a penalty. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I think two nil. I'm, okay. I'm ho- hoping I'd like a, another first class, you know, four nil or whatever, jobby. But I'm going to say two nil, uh, and I'm gonna, we're going to keep another clean sheet. Is what yeah. I'm going to go for. Just I think I think what you know a good away performance just to build on that Eastley game is all all you could ask for, isn't it? You know, let's let's yeah. go do a tidy professional job if we can. Won't be easy, um, despite what's gone before. Um, but let's go and do some sort of tidy professional job. Um, and just start a bit of a an away away results run going. Um, yeah. You know, like we've got this home run going where we have, obviously we've won every game. We're not going to win every game away from home, but, you know, at least if we can just be a bit tidier against teams that we shouldn't be, you know. Uh, you know, you can understand going away to a Notts County or a Chesterfield and potentially losing because they are contenders. Um, but, you know, away results against teams that you should be, Beating, that's what you know, that's what you want to be doing, didn't it? Going away, yeah. We don't want to be, we don't want to be chasing the game either, do we? No, we don't want to concede a silly goal after half an hour and then we're having to have a rollicking. And then 60 65 minutes, we're thinking, oh, we're going to change this game here now. We need to change the foot, you know, how are we going to get, how are we going to not get back into the game? How are we going to win the game? Because I do yeah. think that's a different mentality now, which we've got, isn't it? Um, yeah. it's how we're going to win the game. Time for the dulcet tones of Mr. Neil Smith. 
who goes under the guise of 1987 till present, who's performing a song written by his brother Adam Smith, which is called Someday. Someday is a song about Wrexham AFC, and you're, you're able to buy this song with profits going to Mind Charity. So if you go over to Bandcamp and look for 1987 till present, they're also on Twitter as 1987 till present. You'll find uh, Neil Manning, the man in the site there. So here's their brilliant song, Someday, to play us out. There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore. But that's been a football club here since 1864. Trying to do the town a city proud. Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground. Shine, you'll hear our cries. Hold our hands up as the Welsh dragon flies. We're loyal supporters on a lifelong journey. We'll live in hope, but we'll die in Cadbury. I've been telling everyone I see. I've been telling. I've been telling everyone to listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league We've had the best home talent like Joey Jones And his best made Mickey T Di Davis was a druid he loved Cumbri And his namesake Jordan on a scoring spree Legends from far feel like Trinidad We've had great plays And some who drove us mad We've seen the Lord I've been selling my dog and the postman 
Back in the football league